Okay, have we started the podcast now? Are we live? We are live to the entire nice. world. Nice, yes. sick. Okay. Everyone's watching, man. No, so we, Obama. We, no more secrets. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Lightweights Podcast. Today we have Reckless Ben and Danny Burke, the two infiltrators. You guys are returning guests here on Lightweights. Yeah, yeah I love the Lightweights Podcast. Yeah, light, dude, look, this is I still my have favorite podcast ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. gave those out when we sold our merch. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've ever been on a better podcast than Lightweights. Probably not. I don't think I have. I don't think so either. I also don't go on a lot of podcasts, but I do think this is probably the best podcast I've ever been on. Top ten. Top one, I'd say. Joe always has like the best energy. I love it. I really do. Yeah. You guys infiltrate shit. Last time you were here, you were talking about infiltrating the Yellow Deli, which was oh, an evil cult. It's like a restaurant that's run by a cult. Yeah. Yeah. They're like super racist, homophobic. They beat their kids and stuff. It's really sad. And uh, yeah, we, we we freaking went in there undercover and, and exposed them. And how many videos was in that series on your guys' channels? We kind of both had different. I think you had a couple more than me, but I, I had 16. You might have had like 18 or 19. It was about, yeah, around like 30 to 40 videos combined with us. So, um, and, and these aren't just like short videos. They're like 20 minute. Like it's like a whole TV show pretty much. Yeah. I guess, that we're running through YouTube. But like the editing on that like took forever. And so I yeah. ended up going to Bali to go like celebrate that series being over. And then Ben hits me up when I'm in Bali. He's like, dude, I got a new infiltration for us. Have you heard of McKamey Manor? And I said, no, tell me yeah. about it. And then we ended up doing it. Before we get into McKamey, how did the whole Yellow Deli series end? Was there any so, aftermath repercussions So, that? yeah, when we were on the podcast last time, we basically were in the middle of the series. We were like, we just got done infiltrating. We were like halfway through like the editing production of it. So uh, your audience didn't really get to see how it all turned out. But we ended up taking over their restaurant. We found a legal loophole in their uh, – they, they, they do some things that like they use loopholes to get around like their minimum wage law and stuff because it's illegal to run like what they're running. So – we just use their own loophole that you're, they're using against them, and uh, we use it to take over their restaurant. So Yeah, we had uh, basically 30 of our friends go in there, work a shift at the Yellow Deli, and then they're considered a part owner. Because if you work at the Yellow Deli, they're like in their LLC, it says anyone that works there is considered a part owner, and they go by majority vote, and no one gets paid. And so, and they think that God's going to send like 144,000 virgins into the restaurant and just be like, we're here to work. And uh, they think it's like their prophecy. So we ended up sending like 30 of our friends going in there saying we came from the San Diego Virgin Club. And then um, they were like, you had oh. 30 people come in. Yeah. And then they were like, OK, you're here yeah. to work. And they let them work. They had a group group vote. They fired all the employees. Ben and I are hiding outside. We come in. My mom spray painted like this sh this giant sheet that said it's not a cult. Anymore. Yeah, because we were trying to like rebrand. So that was a lot of information like really fast. Yeah, I mean, but I just want to recap too. For anyone listening, it, I know they're throwing out really big words, but you guys infiltrate cults and yeah. dangerous things for your YouTube channel. Yeah, well, I would like to say we like to take down bad things in the world. And like if, if we can't even take them down, we want to at least shed light about it so people don't support them anymore. And you guys oh, yeah. go in posing well, as you want to be part of it and you use spy gear so, to get the footage. Yeah, the way I like to describe it is it's not necessarily where – we're coming in with the mentality of like, oh, we're going to take this thing down. So uh, we, we kind of like entering things that are controversial, if that makes sense. So that, like McKinney Manor, for instance, or the Yellow Deli, it's controversial. And so we don't immediately go in like, we're going to take this down. First, we you're right. We go in with the secret cameras. We investigate and we're like, OK, is this actually something bad that's happening to our world? You know, and it, we're not just going to like go and do like sit down interviews like your typical documentary, because uh, I don't know, in my opinion, at least the worst way to receive information is through like word of mouth. You know, like if you've ever played the game telephone before, like people's stories change by the time you 
tell it to like 10 people, you know, and then it gets back to the circle and it's a completely different story. So it's like, I, we don't like the word of mouth way of doing documentaries. We like to go in with like secret cameras and actually find out and get the real like footage of what's happening, you know? And that's the thing that like normal documentaries aren't really doing nowadays, I think. And that's why we think what we're doing is like different and kind of innovative. And then not only are we documenting it, but when we do find out like bad things, we sometimes we test them. And so like, for instance, in the cult, we uh, like in the last episode, we talked about how my girlfriend became like she had a gay thought. The so last episode of the Yellow Deli one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when we were on your podcast last time. And so we, we throw out tests. And at the end, if we find out what they're doing is bad, we do what we call like a final stunt. And for the cult example, we uh, took over the restaurant. If that makes sense. But, but for example, about the, the gay thing. So this cult, like the leader of the cult states that if you're gay, then you should be put to death. Yeah. And so like we ended up telling them and his girlfriend was like had a gay thought. Yeah. And they they didn't like that at all. They thought that was like the worst thing possible. They killed and, her. Uh, yeah, they, they, they killed her. <laughs> well, not literally killed her, but like they think they God, were happy to see her die. Pretty yeah, much. We, we fake killed her off the. Our, our series and they thought that God punished her for having a gay thought and that she did die. But I think we talked about that last time we were on the yeah. podcast, didn't we? Yeah. There's so much information. We've done so much in the, like the past year, dude. What, what repercussions do you guys face? Cause this is the stuff that you're doing is so out there. So sadly, not much. And the reason I say sadly is because that's when we get the best content is when the repercussions happen. And also it's, I don't think it's really fair journalism when we don't get repercussions because uh, we like to document like what a normal person would feel like going through like whatever it's like for the McKamey Manor one for example we're like okay we want to document what it's like for a normal person to go through McKamey Manor that way you can watch the experience on YouTube and not have to feel like you have to go through it yourself to learn the mystery because that's why a lot of people do this stuff is because it's mysterious so if we can like kind of like uncover the smoke and mirrors and stuff, then they don't feel like I have to do it anymore. So one of the things that we really like to document is like how, what are the repercussions of someone that tries to leave McKamey Manor or what are the repercussions of someone that tries to leave a cult? Because for the normal person, there is repercussions, but for us, normally there's not repercussions because by this point they learn that we're just going to use this content against them, you know? So uh, I think Scientology tried doing something to us once and we used this content. And then after that, they were like, okay, we're never going to do anything to the reckless Ben channel again. Cause they're just going to, Turn it against us, you know. And ben, we haven't even explained what McKamey Manor is yet. There's so much more <laughs> to you guys. I feel like you guys are just like uh, blooming onion at Outback, and I want to pull back every single layer that you have. Ben, would you so, ever? Would you guys ever go to Roswell? Well, that might. I don't want to spoil anything, yeah. but that might be something that's coming up really soon. Yeah. Uh, but could you tell me after? Yeah, I can tell yeah, you after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I'll could say a, there might be something series. involving us and aliens after a new series, but. Um, but yeah, we can't talk about it too much yet. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of like what our documentaries are trying to do is like, okay, we want to take this word of mouth because no one likes believing word of mouth. And like you can see like the American people are not going to believe in aliens till they see an alien, you know? So what are you guys doing now with this haunted house? Yeah, so uh, what we're infiltrating now, it's called McKamey Manor. And it's described from from anyone that, that talks about McKamey Manor. It's described as yeah. the world's scariest haunted house. And so there's a twist, though. The guy is just straight up torturing you. It's a torture house where he ends up just waterboarding you, putting you in a straight jacket. He duct tapes your eyes, puts a beanie over you, chains yeah. you up with a straight jacket, and he just waterboards you. And no one's actually made it through the manor because he just taps you out because he will never let anyone win. And so we're exposing it because there's a lot of false advertising that goes inside McKamey Manor. There's a lot of false advertising 
going into McKamey Manor. And a lot of people are going there for this like crazy haunt when in reality the guy's just straight up embarrassing you, making you wear a onesie, making you do exercises in his front yard and just waterboarding you. And all this is on your YouTube channel? Yeah, well, yeah. we have two episodes. Well, I have two episodes out. Ben's got like four. He edits faster than me, so I got to start grinding and get my, my episodes out faster. But yeah, it's going well. But yeah, I'd say the reason that we wanted to do this is uh, yeah, the same thing. Like, first off, we're like adrenaline junkies, you know? So, like, I actually wanted to do McKamey Manor as like a legitimate thing back in like a couple years ago. And then I was like, this looks awesome, you know? Like, it, it if it was as he says it is, this would actually be something that I would think I would really enjoy, you know, because he's saying there's going to be like a 40 foot free solo high ropes course and stuff. He's like, we have a 200 yard underwater swim. Like he's saying you're going to be swimming through like alligators and stuff and like all these crazy things. And you look up the videos online and it all looks real, you know? So I was like, this looks sick, you know? And I was like, maybe I could actually like legitimately do this, not to like critique and expose it, but just to actually do it is like an awesome thing and so i like signed up and uh the more i started looking into it like you see some red flags you know what i mean like the first red flag that you see is he says he has a twenty thousand person waiting list but then every single person that signs up gets accepted like a week later yeah you know and so i, I had a i had a video chat because you have a video chat with them to get approved and like uh i got this video chat like right away right when i messaged them by, by the way i thought they have a twenty thousand people waiting list and then they're like we'll let you know by tomorrow in 20 minutes they're like you're approved same yeah. thing happened with ben you got approved right away so i feel like they're they're saying all these things to like get mckamey manor hyped up but it's just not real how much does it cost to do it it's uh, free it's two bags of dog food or that's what it used to be yeah. now it's one 50 pound of dog food and a bag of dog treats is what it is yeah now. so bag of dog food and obviously you have to pay for your flight to get out there because it's in summertown tennessee and uh i mean what he did for me is i flew out there the night before and he makes you sleep deprived the next day, the day before. So he makes you sleep deprived the day before. He made me do a Facebook Live because they, they live stream the, when you go through on, on their Facebook Live account. And uh, they have a McKamey Manor group. And I had to go on their Facebook Live every 15 minutes until like 9 in the morning. Um, we ended up like cheating and I, w I went to sleep for like three hours. But uh, I was very, very sleep deprived. And that's what he does to try to make you weak. But also... Yeah. We ended up, uh, well, Ben Ben did this on Photoshop. We ended up changing the NDA contract. Oh, yeah. So this is why, so back up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to back up two steps oh, first. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going um, a little fast. I'm too the, excited right now. Yeah. The, the first thing I want to say is this is like kind of a, before we like lead our audience on uh, or the audience that's watching, um, McKamey Manor actually doesn't exist. It's a whole hoax pretty much um so i don't know if you're able to catch that from what we we're saying so far but uh everything he advertises is fake and all when it when it comes down to it it's exercises in his front yard and then he sprays a hose in your face which is i guess aka waterboarding yeah but and, but yeah he duct tapes your your eyes and then puts yeah, a beanie over and, you and, and that's all it is and everything else that is advertised to get you there like the giant ropes courses the underwater swims the incinerator stuff all the crazy contraptions like this guy claims he spent millions of dollars creating all these contraptions and stuff the guy and the guy lives in a trailer just just not that big of like property he just has a big grassy front yard where he makes you do the exercises at he he's not making any money of the, uh, he's not making any money on this he works at wall this episode is sponsored by rosetta stone if you don't know rosetta stone is the number one most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app that's right you can now immerse yourself in the language you want to learn so whether you're traveling abroad or you want to watch some foreign movies and tv shows break down the communication barriers with rosetta stone they've been the trusted expert for 30 years 
years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, the list goes on and on. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Pick up the language naturally, first with the words, then phrases, then sentences. It's designed for long-term retention. Plus, there's the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer, but for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That is 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem now for 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, but do you so, think that he gave you a softer thing because no, you knew who no, you guys no, were? No, that's see, what, so, so, we're so, getting a bunch of comments on that, and it's just not true. So that was what— But how do you know it's not true? And this is why. So um, uh, if so, we dug up footage, and you can also see on Google Maps that the entire McKamey Manor, it's one mud pit, right? So he'll put you in mud and like spray water on your face while you're laying in mud, and there's a cage he has you crawl through. And he, it's called Rat Race is what he calls it. And he says, this is the entrance to the haunted house. Once you get through uh, Rat Race, thousands of rats will fall on you. And, uh, and then that's what starts your haunted house experience. That's when the 10-hour timer starts. And if you can make it through 10 hours, you win $20,000. But the thing is, is he just obviously like i think the cia came out with a study that says like uh your average person can last like 14 seconds being waterboarded and to get through this maze it would take you probably like an hour to get through it you know what i mean so obviously no one's gonna last and, and so no one's ever actually made it into his haunted house you know so uh have you talked to other people who have done it it's a little bit of a spoiler but i'll just say this we talked to the person who made it the furthest ever in mckamey manor and he Did made they reach out to you uh, I reached out to him. So we reached out to the per- – because this was a big thing, a debate we had with their main moderator because this is like deep into the onion now. We're go- we, I just, I'm peeling back like six layers to tell you this, but like their moderators are all brainwashed. So everyone that works for McKamey Manor believes the lies. So we were kind of in a debate with them because they think all the contraptions are real, you know? But and how do they work for them if, if so he the doesn't make any money from it? Well, so the, they just do it for, for, fun, for fun, I guess, yeah. But the moderators, like when you're doing the Facebook Lives before the tour, like when you're – when like pretty much everything leading up to the tour, the moderators are doing. Like Russ gets his like moderators to do everything for him. And then once you get to Tennessee and you actually do the manor, it's just Russ and then his filmer Cecil that we yeah. just, this is a spoiler too. We just found out that Cecil just left McKamey Manor. His kids saw our series 
and um, I guess aren't talking to him at the moment. Yeah. Is, is that in your video? Yeah. Well, we're, well, we're going to put it in the video. Did you already put it in yours? Yeah. Oh, yeah he put it in your. I haven't put it in mine yet, but. Who are the people commenting on your guys' series? Is it people who are fans of the manor? No. It's your guys' audience? Yeah, because one of the things is if you watch a hate video, you're you're deemed a hater. Even if you don't agree with what we say, if you listen to what we say, then you're a hater because we, we've given you information now that proves that the manor is fake. So now that you know that it's fake, even if you don't agree with us, Russ will still banish you. So if they watch one of our videos, then they're no longer allowed to like work for McKamey Manor anymore because they've now seen it's fake, you know, because they've been de-brainwashed, if that makes sense, because our videos are kind of like a de-brainwashing tool. Yeah, but I, I feel like I'm just getting uh, a bunch of people that are watching my videos that used to be like big fans of McKamey Manor. And they're like, I've always wanted to see someone like expose this. Like, like, thank you so much for doing this. So I don't, I don't, I really don't know if I'm having anyone from the McCain Manor group watching it, maybe they're watching it to be like, that guy's a hater, but they're not, they're not supporting the series. No way. With the old videos that have surfaced online though, at one point was the manor ever real? No. Um, no. Well, so, mean, the, so, so, so kind of like, yeah, they would like hit you. And so, stuff. so I, I'll go through the whole history. Cause we don't really describe this in the series at all. I felt like it was kind of irrelevant to our series because we wanted our documentary to be more about like our experience, like showing like, what it is not like we don't want to say like someone else's experience so he started it in 2009 i believe and from 2009 to 2013 it was just a backyard haunt just like a normal haunted house that you go through at like six flags or something or like magic mountain you know just it was through his garage his backyard maybe takes you 30 minutes to go through that's about it. like maybe like i think they were allowed to like push you and touch you around but that's it like anyone could go through i think you may have just on a one-page waiver and it was it was chill you know it was like chill haunted house uh, 2014, he's like, okay, we want to do this extreme edition, you know, and that's when you see like the Marines breaking and stuff. And that's when Marines he, breaking what? Like he would break, like basically like all these like army people would try and go through and all these tough guys and he's like making them cry and stuff. And, yeah. and, and you see this was, this was in San Diego. Yeah. And so, and so people are like, okay, this is when the McKinney Manor got real. This is when there actually was a real haunted house that was actually breaking people. And that's what you're probably referring to is like, at one point was this real. And so, uh, what happened there from, and I, I wasn't there to actually document this. So I just know from people that have gone through at this point, like a lot of them have come out and had like phone calls with us or like past actors and stuff have come out and said this, but all that ever was, was, uh, he had a pit in his ground. It was about 10 feet wide. It was full of water and he would just shove their face in the water, you know, and that's all it was. And then he would lie about all these crazy contraptions he has when really he's just having his, and at this point he had like probably 10 actors, you know? And so he just has their actors like pushing their face in water. And I guess he's like, if you can escape this cage, you get to enter all these crazy contraptions, but no one could ever escape the cage because they're in a straight jacket and they can't escape a straight jacket and a cage is too small for them to escape. So they're just in this cage for hours and hours trying to escape. And that's why when they come out, they're like crying and they're like so broken because they were just in this like freezing water and they're shaking, not because they're scared, but just because they're cold and they're like crying and stuff because they've just been like beaten up pretty much for like five or six hours. And, and then he's like, well, you can't start your haunted house yet until you escape this. And then it gets even worse because, uh, I guess that water got so dirty and stuff that the health inspector actually came and said, you can't run this McKamey manor in your house anymore. So he got banished from doing it. So what he did is he would drive people to a warehouse and be like, okay, this is McKamey manor in this warehouse. But it was just, I think it was like an Amazon facility. Like he didn't even own the warehouse. You know, it was like some Amazon packaging place. That's, this and, is where he left San Diego. And went no, this to is 2016 still in 
in San Diego. And, uh, and then what happened was, is he would take people in his car. So he's like, okay, we're going to drive you to the haunted house. And then he would just literally have his actors just beat up the people in the back of the car until they broke, you know, until they gave up. How do you know that from talking to other people? uh, Talking to a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, um, from people that have actually been through it. That's what every single person said. And like they were getting beaten up so bad, they were getting broken bones, going to the hospital and stuff. Finally, all the actors were like, screw this. Like this used to be fun when it was like an actual, like a little kid haunted house, you know? And now it's, this is just like stupid. So all of his actors quit. And then uh, he couldn't pay his taxes on his house uh, because his wife left him. His wife was funding everything. Uh, not his wife, sorry, his girlfriend, but everyone thought she was his wife, but it was really his girlfriend, Carol. And so she left him. She was the one funding everything. So once she left, he couldn't afford anything. Uh, he had his house, but he couldn't pay the taxes on it. So he had to move out to Tennessee where taxes are ridiculously cheap. And then that's where he is now. And he was like, I got to do a manor because he's got to do it. And so now he just has people do exercises in his front yard and his little rat race cage. And that's it. But that's not what he advertises. And if you look up any documentary about McKamey Manor, it's always like, this is the craziest haunted house in the world. Like there's all these contraptions. You put millions of dollars into it. And that's what like, I think Hulu's coming out with a documentary soon. They're going to be talking about it. Um, but like, like everyone's just like glorifying him. Like, this is crazy, awesome haunted house he built. Yeah. Cause we've talked to like a bunch of like people that have gone through it and their, their problem is, is that they took off work to go out there and go. Cause he's advertising as this like crazy haunt. And then when they go there and they're they're expecting some something else, it's like insanely falsely advertised. And they're like, "Wait, I just spent all this money to come out here for something that's not there," you know? The guy is like, "We we're starting to f- figure out it could be like a maybe like a pain fetish that that Russ might have." Like we talked to, I mean, we, that's just speculation, but we're starting to feel that way. Um, we even had a, a porn star in my first episode kind of diagnose like what he does and she's like oh yeah that's a fetish that's definitely a fetish and uh yeah because me and danny we're not like in the bdsm scene that much so we were like uh we wanted so like this this porn star is not just a porn star. she's like in the bdsm scene more yeah you know, like, like straight up stuff, humiliation yeah. like torture so, like she'll sure torture people for in porn she was yeah saying. this was danny's idea he was like if he's like why are, like if we're gonna critique him on like if this is a fetish we should actually get like a fetish expert you know to to give the critique because she would probably be the best person to be able to diagnose what and like in my opinion, you know. I think it, but like someone else's opinion, they they might not think that. But like it's really weird that he's doing this, not making any money off of it, and uh, it's just the way he's doing it is like very BDSM and creepy, yeah. cr- very creepy and and like questionable. Like, ugh. does it make you want to investigate more for uh, haunted houses? Yeah, we're actually gonna be doing a legit haunted house called Crucible. Where's that? Um, it's in Utah. Um, so. It's a lot of people that used to work with Russ. Well, some people did, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people that used to work for McKamey Manor and then turned against McKamey they're like, McKamey Manor sucks. This is terrible. They now work for Crucible. And they're trying to do what McKamey Manor advertised, but in like a better way, if that makes sense. So and it's not, Did you sign it, up for that one already? Yeah, we've signed yeah, up. We're, we're doing shut it. up. We're doing it. No, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be the true like scariest haunted house in the world, if that makes sense. So it's another eight hour experience. They they don't call it a haunted house, they call it a haunted experience i guess like a survival endurance it's they call it more of like an endurance test like how long can you endure this like craziness that's happening to you yeah and, and it won't, what, we, we won't be falsely advertised we know it's going to be crazy well, and we we, we know it's going to be intense but like also there is no falsely advertised because they've advertised nothing to us we know nothing of what goes on inside so you don't know any well, of the stunts well, well, they no kinda, we don't they kind of told us like what we're going to be expecting a little bit how'd you sign up for it 
Uh, they reached out to us. They reached out to you. Well, so some of the people that I've been working with, because it's people that used to work with McKamey Manor, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, we're, we're like, we're, it's people that we're working with for the series. They're helping us with our series, and they're like, also we run this other haunted house called Crucible. If you want to do a legitimate experience and compare it to McKamey Manor, it could be good for your series. And I mean, we're into crazy stuff, so I'm like, I'm down. And the experiment kind of is, is it's like, okay, now that we've done the worst extreme haunted house in the world, now let's do like what people are considering. The best extreme haunted house in the world and then we can sit down at the end and like compare the two like like how do the two compare side to side you know and uh that's kind of what we're but right now i have no expectations going into it so they don't advertise it like mckamey manor does like we have all these crazy awesome amazing things that don't exist like they literally yeah. have told us nothing I, I was basically saying i just know it's going to be legit and it's not going to be falsely advertised like mckamey manor like but we're gonna, gonna go be- we're gonna go in there and i think we're gonna have a good time pretty much what they said is we're going to be under the assumption that we're legitimately going to think we're going to die, but we're going to be a hundred percent safe the whole time. And, uh, we're not going to come out with any serious injuries is what they said. And that doesn't scare you. Like, doing no, this? it scares us. Yeah. But that's it why it does. We, well, of course it scares I'm, us. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to be scared because like when I went through McKamey Manor, like Ben, Ben got pretty far in McKamey Manor. I, my role, like I thought it would be repetitive content doing the same thing and go, seeing how far it could go inside McKamey Manor. When I'm like, we're as like investigative journalists, like we're our one goal is to not like see how far we can go through McKamey Manor. Our goal is to literally just expose what's going on there. My goal was actually to see how far I could get through. But well, no, I'm saying, well, like you started like Ben's goal was to see how far we can get through. But then after Ben went, then we're like, OK, now we can start investigating this. Yeah. And we can have like an. uh when I went through my first time, I was not concerned about the investigating part. I was really just like, I just want to experience this, and this is craziness. Yeah, you know? so and after he experienced it, I'm like, okay, this is what actually is happening. So I don't necessarily have to go all the way through because it's just going to be repetitive. So what I wanted to do is question him, question him about his contract, because his contract's like 200 pages, and there's so much illegal stuff. There's so much stuff that just oh, like— I do want to bring up something you said before. We were about to talk about it, but then the subject changed. Uh, so Danny said—yeah, well, it's about the contract. Oh, so yeah. uh, Danny was saying like the reason that when you look up online— uh, how no one's actually exposing what's going on. People are just talking about like continuing the lies of like, there's crazy see, stuff that goes on. Like they use mind control and they just continue his lies. If you look up McKamey Manor and you don't watch one of our videos, it's going to be a lie pretty much. So it's like, how does he get away with this? And it's this contract. It says anyone that talks about the truth has to pay him $50,000. So what me and Danny did is uh, right before. So he was actually stupid enough to give us the contract to sign to give back to him. Yeah. So well, we, well, so he gives you half of the contract contract when you're back home you it's an nda you sign that and then you bring it to his house the day before your tour and then he signs it yeah and then he signs it but then he gives you the 200 page contract to sign and then you do the tour the next day and so i just went into google docs i like import it into google docs i was like i uh erase the fifty thousand dollars i typed in one dollar so uh so yeah we did uh break nda contract by sharing all of his secrets but now the penalty is only one dollar which is i mean me and danny can like easily afford a dollar you know yeah. like if it was fifty thousand dollars we would probably be in debt and it wouldn't be good but uh yeah now that's only one dollar like we could afford one like we yeah, I think yeah. I think my videos are doing pretty well on YouTube. I think I can afford yeah. it all. Even though we are demonetized like one dollar still isn't our budget. So yeah. did anyone say anything to you about changing that? Uh no one noticed? Uh, no one noticed at the time. They noticed afterwards, obviously, because we brought it up. We were like, hey, like we spilled all the secrets. And what they say? Uh, they were fa- like, well, just send us the dollar. And uh, we did. We sent them a dollar. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much good now. So now when they're suing us, it's like 
they have no reason to sue us now, but they're still, yeah, sending lawyers after us. But that's like kind of where the comedy comes in now because, like, we kind of broke their cycle, you know? Because normally it's like they, if someone tries to come out with the truth, they send lawyers and they're like, they, you sign they, an NDA. But now we got it. So they're just kind of stuck now, you know? They want to sue us for trademark. Yeah, that's what they came up with was trademark. That's the best thing they came up with. That's the most illegal thing we did is because we said their trademark's name. Which, McKamey Manor. So which, technically what we're saying right now is yeah. we're not allowed to say that. So how come you switched over to doing what you're doing now? Uh, so like basically before this infiltration stuff, I was just kind of doing dumb jackass stunts. I mean, the the stuff I actually really enjoyed was like the David's bitches stuff. I don't know why. Like, like if you watch <laughs> those videos, they're intense. But for some reason, I got this like crazy adrenaline high from them. They were like really fun. And like, uh, there were some things I like can't believe I came out alive from it. And I was like, I survived that. That was fun. Like, none of the stuff that I did on David's vlog, like, he made me do. I was always like, dude, I'm doing that. I'm down. David's like, okay, so, yeah, okay, for sure. And he was, I feel like he was always surprised that I was down to do it. But, like, the shit, shit was so fun. But um, I think it came to a point where I was just like, what is this doing on the internet? This is just dumb. Like, I'm not really showing a good example in the world, honestly. I thought it was a good example. <laughs> and then, uh, And then I started, like, hanging out with reckless Ben. And then, uh, I pitched him the, the yellow deli series. I was like, dude, you should do this. And he's like, dude, let's do it together. And then doing my first infiltration, it gave me like a new high where I'm like, I'm actually doing something good in the world where I'm like shedding light about something that that's bad. And I'm like, it's like educational now. And so I'm really enjoying it. I think, I think I'm like still down to do the stunts, but if, if it was for like a good opportunity. So if like Jackass hit me up, I'm freaking down. But just to like get hurt now, I, I'm not really kind of lost the passion a little bit for it now. I'm like just uh, I feel like I have a new new way of life. And uh, I feel like honestly, my, my YouTube videos got way more uh, like way more professional. I feel like uh, like watching my videos now, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm doing a better job. And the videos before was like, I'm tough. I'm going to get stung by crazy insects and uh, and now I watch my videos and I, I don't really cringe. I feel like I, I, I've learned a lot from him. He's actually my favorite YouTuber. Oh, nice. And I feel like his <laughs> editing is like so on point. Like I'm very surprised he's not as big as Mr. Beast. But like learning from him, I feel like he's changed my whole career for the better. I mean, like just from posting this McKamey Manor series, I hit 100,000 subscribers. We got the plaque right oh. there. I'm so stoked. It's like for all the hard work, for all the grind that I've, I've put all the all-nighters editing, to finally hit over a hundred thousand subscribers, it like means so much. And uh, I feel like I, I have to thank Reckless Ben because I maybe I wouldn't have hit that if my videos weren't better. Cause like this guy, he's such a good friend where I'll edit my McKamey Manor episode. And it's like my last episode was 30 minutes. So I was like, Hey dude, before I post it, are you cool watching it and like critiquing it? And then he'll send me voice memos, like fully correcting, correcting it. He's like, Hey, you should change that. You should change that. And it's like, he doesn't have to do that. He's not getting paid for my videos. And it's just like a really good friend. And, and honestly, Ben, I appreciate cool. you've like changed my whole career. So thank you. But, uh, thanks dude. But yeah, the insect stings and they're like, Oh yeah, I would get stung by like crazy insects. That was like a phase for a while. But, um, I, don't know, I thought that was crazy that, it, I don't know. I think there's definitely, you kind of talk about it where you're like not proud of that, but I think there definitely is yeah. something rewarding about like pushing yourself and doing an activity that you don't think you can accomplish. And then when you do accomplish it, you uh, learn something new about yourself. And I, I, I definitely think there is some takeaway from those videos. I mean, but. I mean, I'm definitely like 
proud of the the stunts I've did. I think it's more my editing. I think if I was the editor, I am now because I just watched my videos back and I'm oh, just no. like, I think why did a, I have to edit videos like that? If I did it more in a professional way than I'm doing now, then I'd be like, I think I'm stoked. Oh, I think no. like just doing the stunt, like getting stunned by insects uh, and not like thinking of it not as a YouTube video, I'm really proud of. I think just like I watched those videos back and I'm like, damn, dude. If I was editing how I'm editing now, it would be so sick. I don't know. My personal philosophy on it is I think most people get stuck in life because they're too afraid to take risks, you know, and they're too afraid to like start that next business, you know, or they're afraid to ask that girl out. And so they get stuck in this like bubble. That's like most of America, I feel like. And maybe they watched one of your videos of you getting stung and they're like, look at how, look at this risk that Danny put himself to. He got stung by 200 of the most painful insects in the entire world. I can go ask that girl out, you know, or I can go start that business, yeah. you know. And I mean, when I did the bullet ant glove ritual in Brazil where I got stung by 200 bullet ants, like after surviving that pain, that pain was the worst, other than my third degree burns where I have scars still all over my body. Um, like surviving that severe pain, it made me feel like I can literally accomplish anything. So like, yes, there was definitely like good things that came from that stuff. But the fire stunt, that was probably when I took like a starting like, oh, I shouldn't be doing like these crazy stunts and I need to calm it down. And uh, I honestly feel like that made me a better person though. Like learning like don't mess with fire. I mean, you took it way too far and uh, that was definitely not setting a good example. And I definitely just like you, you learn from your estate mistakes. Yeah. And I feel like, like, honestly, I became a way better person from it too. So you guys are searching for your next investigation now, right? Well, well, we know. I think we already that, know what we're going to do next. I mean, next, that was the one we were talking about where we're like, we can't talk about it. Maybe the alien Well, we'll talk thing, to you about maybe. it afterwards. Yeah. We have, we have something pretty sick set up, though. I'll say that. And how, how intense is that one going to be? It's going to, I mean, the Will goal this be is. the biggest is, one? I mean, that's the goal is like each series gets crazier and crazier. So, like, obviously, this series is crazier than the cult one, you know, and I think this would be crazier than McKinney Manor, I think. So, yeah. You think McKinney's crazier than the cult? Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. McCabe Manor is a cult. Uh, and it's, I think it's more mainstream and more people are falling for it. Yeah. Than I mean, all these. I think 12 tribes, you can look at it and be like, your average, they kind of get more of like your like vulnerable people that are like lost in life. But I think your average person looks at the cult we infiltrated and is like, this is crazy. McCabe Manor, your average person looks at McCabe Manor and they think it's a legitimate haunted house that they want to go do, you know, and, or maybe not that they want to go do. I think most people wouldn't want to do it. But a lot of people look at it as, and believe what McCabe Manor's side of things is, you know, and they don't see what's actually going on. And so that's why I think this series is more impactful. Yeah. And, but it's crazy how these moderators are just so brainwashed it's like russ like had like a sit down talk with them and just got in their brain and they actually believe that oh. when it like it's so it's so weird to me we need I, to like figure I, out how to de-brainwash I, I do want to bring something up also so in my last video one of the things that we were doing uh so one of the really things that separates our series from a lot of other series is also is we're trying to play Russ's own mind game against him because that's how he's able to get away with all of this is he's able to use mind games to like keep people into staying quiet and like he, that's how he hides the truth so we're like okay we're just gonna play the same mind game on Russ so for instance uh, I think we did a bit in the last thing where I used a fake caller ID app to make it look like we hacked his phone. That's pretty funny. And uh, he legitimately thought that we hacked into his phone, but really we were just spoofing his number. It's like a free app on the app. It's like a dollar per phone call or something. Uh, we stated okay. after the $1 thing, we also stated that he has to get pizza with us because when Ben did his tour, Ben's like, want to grab pizza? And he said no. And so in my contract, when I went, Ben put in a clause where it says he has to get pizza with us. So when I got kicked out of McKamey Manor, we're like, well, 
you have to get pizza with us. And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to get pizza. I was like, well, it's a breach of contract though. You have to get it. And he still didn't get pizza with us. So now I'm going to give you a cliffhanger for videos to come. We wanted to add on to the series because uh, we figured out it's way bigger than we thought. And so we ended up flying out a fan to go undercover for us to go do McKamey Manor. And we went out to Tennessee with him and we sent him into McKamey Manor. Ben and I, we were, because uh, we're blocked out of McKamey Manor's Facebook group. So uh, this guy, Jackson, the fan, he gave us his Facebook password. We're across the street from where Russ lives at a gas station, logged into his Facebook account, watching his tour, screen recording it. And then basically once his tour is done, he's going to call an Uber. And Ben photoshopped a fake Uber sticker onto our uh, friend's car. And Ben pulls up an Uber. Russ gets so pissed, starts Facebook living it. And then basically, because he's supposed to get pizza with us, I act like the Postmates and come five minutes later, I'm like, delivery for Russ McKamey. We have two slices of pizza. And he's just like, get off my property, get off my property. He didn't want to talk to us. And uh, I basically just gave a really big spoiler. But like, that's that's something that like- That's in your next episode? No, not in the next episode. It might be for Ben's because he's a little ahead of me. But uh, basically we ended up interviewing some like really big people that Russ 100% does not want that information out there. Like the, the things we got in Tennessee were like, it was a very productive trip. And that's what I'm like, this is so much bigger than I thought it was gonna be. And like, it almost made me like, uh, like, like cry out of like good emotion where I'm like, dude, this is like, we're doing such a good thing. And I just can't wait for the rest of the series to come out, by the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like don't wanna do what we're doing and post it posts anything exposing Russ because of that contract because they legitimately think they're going to be sued. And the thing that we're doing is we know we're not going to get sued because, I mean, even if they do, they don't have a good case on us, but, but they're not. The guy doesn't make any money. Like, how is he going to afford lawyers? Like, like we have such like the things that they're doing are so bad that we literally have so much on them than just trademark. Like, we're not worried about it. Like I, in my last episode, I was like, sue us, do it. I, I, I dare you. Come on. And it's, it's just a bluff to try to scare us. And that's why, that's why people aren't posting videos like this. Cause they probably did that to them and they legitimately actually got scared and were like, oh, I don't want to get sued. Like, uh, like, no, I, I I'm not going to talk about this bad about Russ, but it's just, a, it's just like his haunt. He's doing all this stuff to scare you. He even claims someone died there just to scare you. I think it's kind of messed up to, yeah, to say someone died, but and you don't think so no, no, it's one hundred percent. There's there's articles out there that that. But are these saying, are all these are all just mind games that like Russ plays on people. And that's why people believe his stories. So we're like, if we can just play a bigger mind game on Russ, then people have to believe our story, you know. And so that's kind of our goal is to like play the bigger mind game. There's a moment in your guys' yellow deli where the cops come when you guys are taking over, and you're explaining to the cops how you took over the deli. Oh, this, this is like one of my favorite moments, but I know that Ben is so good, like on the spot. Like, I don't even know how you do it without getting nervous, but like, how I was do you like, keep a straight face? I was like, I'll be the cameraman well, for me. And was... I, I secretly like filmed with my camera and then Ben was recording audio on his phone. He just held his phone, but he was recording voice memos and just talking to the cops. And I was like secretly filming. So we got everything, but that's dude, a, you killed it. That's a good thing. I think a lot also is like, yeah, how you keep a straight face during something like that when the cops are acting so ridiculous. But to me, it was actually a serious situation like in my eyes like if you're like really in character you know it's like we're taking over this restaurant 
we did everything legally to code and so it's like do you ever break though and so no i mean uh, you went over, you I'm, went all the way out to this farm and because you lived there for i've never seen him break i've never seen him break i broke one time when the guy said uh he was like i used to have a friend once but i couldn't be his friend anymore because it, it was just the way he said it was hilarious. It oh, just because like I can't be a, a movie. I said. can't be his friend anymore because he's gay. It wasn't and you laughed, but the way he said it, yeah, I, I had to turn away from. I had to like. Well, well my face. like it's such so ridiculous. He was that like, he would even say that, but you know. The the it wasn't what he said. It was the wording of what he said. He was like, yeah, this guy used to be my best friend. We were like homies and stuff, but then. It was just the gayness. He's like, I yeah. couldn't handle just the gayness. And the way he said it was just like, he's like, yeah, I had to cut all ties with them just because the gayness. It's so and weird. I had to turn, I, I did one of those things. Yeah. Cause, I mean, for yeah. me though, like, I feel like I broke a little bit because like when I look at Ben and then I see just how good he is at lying and then like he says, he says some crazy stuff and then like I'm recording with the secret spy glasses and then luckily he's double recording and he has a spy watch and I have to like turn to act like I'm not laughing because like he, he will go in hard to get the information out there. He'll just like Ben will do anything to expose someone. It's like also, that's why he's reckless Ben. He's freaking reckless. Also, I think it comes down to the fact of this too. Like why do you laugh? It's because you think you're like – there's like a joke going on right like that's your natural instinct is to laugh but at the end of the day like this isn't a joke like this is like investigative journalism to me you know what i mean like obviously there's times when like yeah like he's like the gayness you know and we're like like that's kind of like a comedic bit that obviously we're gonna make fun of in the documentary and uh parts where like we're like lydia's dead and we're like yeah she's so dead and then the guy's like oh it, like that part was funny because it's like they actually believe that she's dead because she had a gay thought like that's funny but like at the end of the day i think the fact that we're doing like real investigative journalism makes it a very serious thing where like even if something funny does come up i don't want to laugh because i know like how serious it is you know and and it just is more and then also i i uh one of my friends told me this he's a comedian he because i was asking him like how do you keep a straight face when we we're doing the flat earth series his name is blake rozier and because there was a lot of times when we were like making fun of the flat earthers that i just had to turn away and laugh that was one of the first series i did so i was still new to this and i remember what blake said is he's like it's just funnier when you keep a straight face when you don't break he's like it's just funnier and so once he said that that was kind of like the turning point for me i was like it's if it's funnier if you keep a straight face i'm like and not laugh you know then it gives even fun because like you're laughing because it's funny but if it's even funnier without laughter then why don't you just do that instead so then i was like okay and that was the what convinced me i guess so when's this series going to get wrapped up and when are you going to start working on the new one well i feel like uh when we were just in tennessee like i was saying we realized like how much bigger this series is going to get and I, I i couldn't tell you an end date ben might know but i'm just i just know we're going to have to be pumping out like fast like every week uh, new episodes because like, I, I, the I, stuff we have on 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 what we found out is like insane. Yeah, it's it's literally mind blowing. We, we can't speak on the next two episodes. There'll, there'll be at least two more episodes, and we can't speak on those because we haven't accomplished what we're trying to do yet. In the second, the inform once they find out what we're trying to accomplish, they're going to make sure it doesn't happen. So so yeah, that's it, why we got to like, keep it a secret. Yeah, so for right now, there's. It'd, two more episodes, but it'd be like if we came on the last podcast and you're like, "How are you going to end the cult series?" And we're like, "Oh, we're going to take over the Yellow Deli." Then obviously now they're going to look up and we're like, "We're going to send in thirty virgins." Then now they're yeah. going to look for thirty virgins Re coming in. You know, it's going to spoil yeah. the whole plan. So. Russ can't know our cards, dude. We're it's, like, I, I keep saying this. We're always one step ahead of him, and he always likes to try to be one step ahead of everyone else. But we're actually doing the, the uh, we're actually one step ahead. We're actually one step ahead of him every single time, and it's the best.
Yeah. We are one step ahead of Russ and uh, he wants you to worry. That's why he's like, okay, we're gonna get you on trademark and stuff. Cause that's him trying to be one step ahead of us. But then like the way I got one step ahead of him on top of that was I actually made my own company called McCammy Manor. So now uh, he's copying me. Cause if you look up who owns McCammy Manor, I, I'm true. actually the owner. It's actually, John, I'm not kidding. It's true. So he bought McCameyManor.org and the LLC. Yeah. So he the legal owns McCameyManor LLC. Yeah. He got suspended for it in 2019. So I uh, bought it for him. Dude, he's so, I was, I don't get how he comes up with this stuff, but I, I'm like, dude, this is, this is amazing. Well, you guys are great. But <laughs> if you go, if you go on McCameyManor.org, you can purchase a rat shirt because, uh, yeah. or rat mugs and rat hats, because basically he claims that he has a thousand rats, but he actually has no animals well, there whatsoever except for his dogs. And so, uh, we're basically just like doing a troll. Yeah. It's basically a parody. Like our company's all about rats. And the reason that he can't sue us for that is because he would have to prove that we're copying him because there's a clause in trademark called likelihood of confusion clause. And so uh, all they would have to do, we made it easy for them to prove all they have to do is show that they have rats in the rat race stunt I was saying is fake. And so this is comes back to full circle back to your original question. How do you know this is fake? Because we made it extremely easy for them to sue us. All they have to do is come out and say, these are the rats. You guys are copying us, but they haven't done that yet and they never will. And yeah. uh, if they showed me a rat that they didn't just purchase right now and they had the rat all along i would 100 i would 100 percent delete my videos because then we we would be wrong it's i feel like it's so easy if he says he has a thousand rats why can't you show one rat and then we'll delete our videos yeah and then they could also sue us for they would sue us out the butt but they'll never do that because uh for them to sue us they would have to prove that their haunted house is real and they can't do that you guys are wild yeah when's the next series gonna start because that um, one i do really want to i'll say this we a hundred percent of my time and energy goes into the the what you're doing now. creation. So uh, it's it's no like it's as soon as it can be done. Like there's nothing that I can do that would make it come out sooner. You know yeah. what I mean? Besides maybe like hire extra people, which I'm. I actually just I stole Mr. Beast's editor from him. His lead editor. Uh, he just quit Mr. Beast and he wants to work for me now. So. Uh, the next episode, he's actually injured right now, so I've been editing by myself. Right, he got in, like some really. He's been in the hospital for the last like three days, uh, but he said he gets out of the hospital tomorrow and he will start editing for me. So, dude, I'm hopefully. jealous. I want an editor so bad. If you know anyone, I would be psyched. Okay. But uh, yeah, so hopefully it comes out sooner rather than later. I guess I'm building up a team right now. So wait, also really quick. So we're in Tennessee, and so we just wanted to confront him one more time about getting pizza with us, and so we go there. And uh, he's literally working the, the cashier. And so I, I, I bought some like mulch. I'm like, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're, we're doing like, uh, like some handiwork and we just need some mulch or whatever. And, uh, and he, he's, he sees us, you could just tell his face just drops and he, he's acting like he just doesn't know us. He's like, oh, okay, that will be 1250. Thank you, uh, ha have a good day, sir. And then uh, we just like confirm like, hey, why won't you get pizza with us? Or like we ask him about the lawsuit. It, like. That, that's not out yet, but it, it's so funny because it's, uh, it's very uncomfortable. But um, he, he, we found out that he thought we were being disrespectful, but honestly, we were being very nice, actually. We're just like, hey, this will all end if you just get pizza with us. Like, just Yeah, get but what Russ doesn't know is like once he gets pizza with us, it's like the end of McCamey Manor, like actually. Well, and that's he, like not a mind game. That's like real. Like what? if he gets pizza with us, it's like actually like end McCamey Manor. Okay, well, what if he sees this podcast? Wouldn't he be like, okay, now I'm one step ahead of them now? maybe but I, I still I don't know uh, I don't think he's gonna watch this podcast but um, yeah but if that's why we're trying like this hard to get pizza with him because like literally like the second he, not the second but like a little It'll bit after end. well kind of uh, I can't say why because 
he probably does have spies watching this podcast, but I, I think we can convince him. But yeah, once he gets pizza with us, like McCamey Manor's like done. Like yeah. it's it's over for McCamey Manor. Like I really think like they would get shut down like the next like week or so. But and like it, it uh, happens like once he gets pizza with us. I mean, I mean there like when we were in Tennessee, there was one interview. That I have not, I can't say anything now. It's like yeah, I can tell you off camera. Yeah, like, we'll tell you off camera. I can tell the you. The interview off we had was I left that and I was like, holy shit, this yeah. is Ben. This is huge. I gave Ben a hug. I was like, dude, I can't believe we're doing this. Well, thank you guys for being here, dude. Thank oh, you. Welcome. Your dude, channels li- are gonna be linked down below, dude. Lightweight podcast. Uh, oh wait, I can't even talk right now, dude. Lightweight. I can't. Why? I'm so. I'm having like the best time. I can't even talk anymore. But uh. It's literally my favorite podcast. Like I sometimes I'll text you and be like, I'm editing right now, watching lightweights, and then I get distracted because it's so entertaining. So uh, it's like uh, when you hit us up to come on, like I'm like, dude, I, I will 100% drive two hours from San Diego, come up here, and uh, I really appreciate all the support for like our stuff. It seriously means a lot. Seriously, thank you guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us, dude. This was really fun. Cool. I like I love podcasts. Podcasts are sick. You just get to like it's like therapy, you know, but the whole world can watch. Yeah. So I feel like uh, if I like start talking about this stuff to my friends, they'll just get bored. But like the audience loves it, so it's awesome. No, I think what you guys are doing is so interesting. That's why every time I'm, I text Danny all the time. I want to know what you guys are doing. Yeah. So, cool. Dude, you're like the OG supporter too. Like I think uh, I met you when I just first started YouTube. Yeah. Like I wasn't even able to monetize yet when I was doing the David's bitches stuff. That was like when I first started. And you were the OG, and now now Dang. look where I am. It's crazy, dude. So. Hundred K. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations, Danny. Thanks, dude. For Danny. Yeah. You. Yeah. Cool. Lightweights. Oh, it felt like a superhero moment where they're like. <laughs> <laughs> Lightweights. Lightweights. Oh, yeah.